Hey, welcome to the broadcast. This is Pastor Jack C. Pigeon, and along with my wife, Michelle, we pastor West Houston Christian Center here in Houston, Texas. If you're ever in the area and would like to be in an in-live, in-person service, we would love to have you. This is Living with Purpose, and uh, as you know, uh, a while back I had the honor of doing a going-home service for a man that had uh, went to be with Jesus, and when I heard about his life and where he'd come from and all the obstacles that he had gone through and what he had accomplished, it really just occurred to me that lives like that don't just happen accidentally. They, they happen on purpose. And so that spurred me to study and to actually come up with this whole broadcast, Living With Purpose. God is the most purposeful being the world has ever seen or will ever know. And he created you with a purpose and uh, what we've really been kind of keying in on is thinking with a purpose. And uh, I know last week we were finishing talking up about thinking soberly, how important it is for us to think soberly. I've really challenged everyone at West Houston Christian Center to be the church of Acts, uh, and that was the Berean church, that when they heard the word of God, they listened to it attentively. They were excited to hear what was being taught to them, but they went themselves and studied it out and got the revelation for themselves. You know, revelation knowledge, the things of God don't come to us by accident. They come to us on purpose. And so when I go into the Word of God, when I go into it on purpose, uh, I'm going to find what I'm looking for. And I have found in my limited time in ministry, I've only been in ministry for about 25, 26 years, that where most people miss it with the things of God is not in the time they spend reading their Bible. It's not in their time going to church. It's not in their time you know, fellowshipping with other believers, 99% of the time, the, the failures or setbacks take place in our thinking. We have either not renewed our mind in an area or have not received enough information in an area to help produce the breakthrough or the revelation that we need to help to produce the life that we want. And so I've really been keying in on thinking with purpose. And last week it was thinking soberly. And to think soberly means that just like in the world, if I am sober, that means I'm free from anything that intoxicates me, anything that would try and cloud my judgment, anything that would try and, you know, we used to say back in the world when we'd had too many to drink, we would, we were funnier, we, we got better looking, we got stronger. It did so many things to cloud the way that we thought and, the, and our self-perception of ourselves that it was almost dangerous. And so we want to think soberly. This week, I want to move into a new line of teaching, and it's really called Dangerous Thoughts. And uh, the scripture that I want to start with is in Proverbs chapter 14, verse 12, but it's also the exact same verse in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 25. And it says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end, therefore, are the ways to death. Let me read that again. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end, therefore, are the ways to death. And uh, that word way uh, means there's a road, there's a distance, there's a journey, there's a manner. And here's the key word. There are impulses. I don't know if you've ever been around somebody that's been really, really impulsive, but that means when they receive information, they immediately act on it without giving any regard 
to the consequences of what they're about to do. They become very, very impulsive. Some of the most dangerous things that we can do in this day and age is be impulsive in the way that we think. Uh, when we hear something, when we react to something, when we receive a thought of something, it is important for us to actually take a moment, find out what does that thought, what does that mean to me? How is this going to impact me? But more importantly, how is it what I'm about to do going to impact others? You know, there are so many horrible things that happen in our earth today or happen in our world, but they began with a thought. And for some people, and and I'll just say it, for some people it was abortion. Somebody thought, that this way would seem right to a man, that this would be the easy way out, that we could terminate a pregnancy, that we could terminate a baby. And it seemed right to a man, but that thinking leads to death. And we in this nation um, have been far, far, far more too complicit in the loss of innocent life. It was a thought that a man had. Hey, we'll make it a surgical procedure. Hey, we'll just do it this way. It's not, we'll we'll, we'll call it everything but what it truly is, and that's a child. See, that kind of thinking leads us to death. I want you to look at me, uh, look with me this today at Romans chapter 8, verse 6. It says, For to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How a man thinks produces the actions that he does. And uh, I know I've kind of studied and covered um, in the past about Proverbs chapter 4. Guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flows the issues of life why it's so important that I don't just watch anything that I want to watch. I don't just listen to whatever I want to listen to. I don't just say whatever comes to my mind because those words, words are creative. They are carriers for creative power. And what I speak and what I say, are I am going to frame my world either good or bad, or as we're going to find out, carnally or spiritually. So I want to be very, very wise about what are the words that I'm putting into my heart? What, are the, what am I watching? I cannot watch hours and hours of graphic violence over and over and over or fear over and over and over and not let that get into my heart where it's now producing actions, producing thoughts and producing things that are going to start forming my destiny. I want to guard my heart with all diligence, for out of it flows the issues of life. Proverbs 23, 7. It says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. You can have eight million people tell you that you are blessed, that you are favored, that you are beautiful, that you are pretty, that you are funny, but it doesn't matter what anybody says about you. It's what you think about yourself that's producing your inner image. And so that's why it's so important that I'm always feeding on spiritual healthy things that are going to produce the vision, the picture of who I want to be and where I want to go. Uh, I... you. I've I've used this analogy before, but in baseball, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of kids taught them how to bat, how to pitch, how to do a million things. But when you take that young man 
and you begin to work with him and you work with his batting, you work with his throwing, when he gets under pressure, when he gets up to bat for that first time, mom and dad are in the stands, there's actually pressure, he's going to revert back to what he really thinks about himself. Even though you've taught him and taught him and taught him, if it didn't take root, if it didn't take hold, if it wasn't a revelation to him, he reverts back to however he was hitting, throwing, pitching before. And so as he thinks in his heart, it doesn't matter how we see you, it's how you see yourself. And the way that we, we, we do that is by the thoughts that we think and what we're feeding ourselves moving forward. And so we're going to start a new study on thinking spiritually and thinking carnally. But I thought before we did that, that I kind of wanted to give you a, um, a little bit of a preface of what we want to do first. There are three types of people in the earth three types of people, but there's only two ways of thinking. I'll say that again. There are three types of people in the earth, but there's only two ways of thinking. And as we get into this over the next few broadcasts, I'm going to get a little bit more depth, a little bit more clarity. But the three types of people in the earth, and where I'm getting this from is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 uh, and 15 and 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. So this is where I'm pulling these from. The three types of people in the earth, and I'm just going to give you a little um, picture of it today and get into detail next week. You have the natural man, you have the spiritual man, and you have the carnal man. You are going to fall under one of those three categories. There's no fourth category. You're either going to be a, a natural person, a spiritual person, or a carnal person. And just very, very briefly, a natural person is someone just like it sounds. They're just natural. This is how I was born into this earth. There's been no change to me. I was born, rep I was born separated from God. Uh, I am totally dependent on my five physical senses to live. Um, I have no clue about spiritual things. Matter of fact, they are foreign and funny to me. The second person is the spiritual man. The spiritual man is a natural man that got born again, that asked Jesus to come into their heart to be their Lord and be their Savior. Their insides became illuminated to the things of God. They became alive to the Spirit. But this third type of person, this is the carnal man, and this is the most dangerous. The carnal person is somebody who was natural, that got born again, but they never changed the way that they thought. They never, ever renewed their mind to the things of God. And matter of fact, they kept acting childish like a child or acting foolishly with the things of God. They never grew spiritually. And so I just want to encourage you as we are going through this teaching, as we are going down this path, you know, it really was a conviction to me to the, some of the, my own thinking, you know, am I thinking like a natural man? Am I thinking like a spiritual man? Am I thinking like a carnal man? And it really helps us identify where we are in our walk with the Lord. You know, to call myself a born-again, spirit-filled believer, but to still live out of my five, you know, whatever I'm doing, I'm led by what I see, what I touch, what I feel, you know, by my five physical senses. I'm not being spirit-led. I'm letting myself lead my whole life. Now, as I said before, there's three types of people, but there's only two ways of thinking. The Bible says, as we read in Romans chapter 8, verse 6, to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we're only thinking one of two ways. We're either carnally thinking 
or we are spiritually thinking. And so I have to identify when I'm making choices, when I'm making decisions, am I being led by my spirit or am I being led by my flesh? And it's really not, not that hard to tell them apart. Now, I'm just going to give you a couple of statements, and I'm going to leave you here with this for this week, and we're going to get right back into it next week. I'm going to give you some really good definitions of what all these mean. But the Lord said this to me. All carnal thinking can lead you to reject Christ. All carnal thinking. Because all carnal thinking is leading you away from spiritual things where we are completely and totally dependent on our flesh, what we feel. Everything we do is about making ourselves feel better or feel something. To be carnally minded is to live totally by what I know, but to be spiritually minded is to live totally by what he knows. And that's the difference. I don't want to be limited to just what I know. To be spiritually minded means that I am not just living by my own opinions, my own thoughts, my own convictions. Those are good things. But for me to live spiritually minded means that I have to learn how to hear God's voice for myself and to let him. I'm so excited about this teaching because I'm going to show you and I'm going to be able to break down for you that carnal thinking leads to death, but to be spiritually minded leads to life and peace. And those two words are big Bible words. So I'm excited about to give you a breakdown in the next couple of weeks of what those mean. Amen? Well, I'm so glad that you've joined us today. Like I said, my name is Pastor Jack C. Pigeon. I'm excited about this teaching. Tell somebody, share this. God is moving in these broadcasts. I, I promise you there's an anointing on this, and this is relevant for not just for the, for the saved world, but for the unsaved too. I'm Pastor Jack C. Pigeon. Thanks for joining us. Hey, son, that was good to listen to dad. He's our pastor, but he's your father and he's my husband. And I love listening to him. He's my favorite minister, but he really made me think about how I think. I'm sitting here going, I have to check myself. How do I think? Of course, when he was talking about that baseball story, I thought of you. Yeah. Does that make you think? Yeah. Well, he was talking about the swing and how um, under pressure you revert back to the bad swing. And I was thinking kind of, uh, about spiritually, I want to make sure that I'm so filled up with the word that under pressure, I don't revert back to a carnal way, but I revert back to a spiritual way of thinking and acting because just like the baseball, when, when you swing bad, you're going to miss the ball. But if I'm operating under the right way, under a spiritual way, then I'll be successful. That's excellent. I, and, and when you said that, it made me, it reminded me of the word pressure. I didn't even think about how many things I do differently when I get under pressure. And you and I were even talking about that earlier today when we were driving, we were talking about in certain situations, I behave differently. Why is that? Oh, it's the the pressure that comes on us brings out what's really on the inside. And so if we haven't renewed our mind um, with the Mm. word of God on that area, or we aren't meditating on it, we revert back under the pressure to the way we used to think about something, whether it be... um, wonderfully or insecurely, right? About anything that happens to us. Sure. I was even thinking a few minutes ago, I said something to your dad about, or it wasn't a few minutes ago, it was a while ago, but about, oh, I can't do that because so-and-so will act this way. And I thought, wow, I should have said, thank you, Lord, that I have favor with this person and they won't mind that I did this. Mm. I know it sounds like trivial, but my thinking under that moment when he said, oh, the person's coming, made me think, ah, yikes. I'm going to say 
or do something wrong because of bad past experience or wow. bad thinking. And I had to immediately check myself when I was listening to him and say, I have to change even those small little things of the way I might think of someone because love's supposed to think the best of all people. And I wasn't necessarily thinking bad. I was just thinking, oh, I'm going to upset them. And I started under pressure to, to think and act carnally instead of by the spirit, thinking the best, speaking the best, mm. believing God for favor with that situation. Yeah. Small, but in really powerful in how it, altered my behavior sure i want to be inspired by this today to think more spiritually yeah by meditating more and more uh he did say something about how we don't live by accident and the things that happen to us aren't by accident we either have been basically brainwashing ourselves with carnal thoughts or we've been meditating on the word and getting revelation about who we really are yeah and so we have to think on purpose and practice that and ask the lord to help us practice that sure one thing that really stood out to me was um, I would much rather live spiritually minded because then I'm ready and equipped for anything and everything. But if I live by the flesh, then I'm really limited. And I was just thinking about how That's good. if I don't think spiritually, then anything that comes my way will keep me off guard and I won't be ready. But um, So that's why I just want to make sure I'm always filling myself up with the word because if I live by the flesh, then I kind of just live day to day and I have no no direction or future and I'm not ready for things to come. Yeah, I was thinking about how he said there there's a way that seems right to man but it leads to death and you don't realize how many things yeah. lead lead us down a wrong path, lead to death and and then he was mentioning the topic of abortion just it's heart-wrenching to think that we can actually brainwash ourselves to think something like that taking the life of a child is okay for yeah. certain reasons, you know. Um because the heart of God is loving the person that's going through maybe their own trauma, which is leading them to be pressured towards abortion, and he wants to help them. But the heart of God would not want to solve the problem that way. And so often we try to solve problems our own way, and it leads to death. It leads to mm. separation from God. It leads to, to pain in our lives that, that grows worse instead of getting better. We just destroy our own lives. But if we'll meditate on what God tells us to do, then it won't lead to death. It will always lead to life because His Word is life to us and health to all our flesh. Wow. That's really good. Yeah.